everyone to Double Dose. I am your host, Depesh. And I'm your host, Daniel. And we're here to take you from Earth to Fast and Furious 94. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope that ages well, dude. What, what if I... Uh, have you I watched was, it recently? I haven't watched it recently, but I remember seeing a video of someone saying um, they skipped a couple and they watched the the movie where Ludacris is first introduced, his character. Yeah. And he's like... I don't know. He like Isn't it, that number two? Too Fast, Too Furious? Yeah, I think Too Fast, Too Furious. And like he's... Organizing like street car races or whatever, like shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And they missed a couple of movies, and then all of a sudden, like he's hacking into like CIA <laughs> intelligence. It's like, what? Wait a minute, what happened? What did I miss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just upskilled the shit out of they himself. So, what I've noticed though is I've you know sometimes you go on those YouTube binge sessions, and yeah. you'll you'll just watch the Fast and the Furious race scene, yeah, and yeah. then you just watch all like a little bit of it. No, Monica. <laughs> yeah, you'll watch a little bit of all of that stuff, right? So sometimes I'll be like, where Brian comes in on the scene and yeah, you watch yeah. it, and I'm like, fuck, all the cars are very like early, like late 90s, 2000s, where the cars are just overdone with like decals yeah, and. Pit My Ride was popping. Pit My Ride was just overshot. Like everything was not, not discreet. Now no. the cars are heaps more subtle yeah. and more like sleeper look yeah for sure if anything dude. for sure so it just looks real dated and you know he's got that blonde hair and yeah the little frosted tips and they got yeah. the big decals on the on the sides of the car it's really cheesy it was all about was the, it was all about, about the tech the like sound system and like yeah. the dude's like playing the ps2 before the race in the car but remember that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and it was nothing to do with the world is ending it was all just the tight-knit relationship yeah. about that car scene which then it just went berserk to be like we got to save the planet yeah it's like humble street racers, a uh, cop trying to infiltrate, find out like what some shit getting stolen. Yeah, parts are getting stolen. Yeah, or yeah, parts are getting stolen. And, and, then, and then it was more like the, the Vin Diesel versus uh, what's his name, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a lot of that, and, and it didn't have go, to be anything more than Jason that. Statham, John yeah. Cena, The Rock, and the, the like. Rock. Shit, it just got real. Yeah, and and then it's like. I feel every movie now for the stakes to be high, it has to be world ending. Like even Jumanji is like the world's going to end. Yeah, but yeah. back in the original one, it was just, oh, it's just- None the wiser, just, like no one knew. Everything no one just knew, reset. It's just the, was it a dream? It's just a dream, a yeah. video game. Yeah. And no one cared. The whole world is going to blow up. It was like, we just have to stop what's going on now. And that's okay that it's tight knit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's aged well. There's only 10, right? Like the, the next one or the one after, like that is 100% confirmed the last I don't Fast know. and Furious. Don't say You can't say confirmed forever last. They'll reboot it in That's 20 true. years. I did see someone um, did an interesting comment um, for the byline of the movie and it was Fast and Furious 10, Fast 10, your seatbelts. And I was like, That's good. That's creative. Fast 10. I like that. I like that, dude. <laughs> Hire this man. Write this down. Um, so I got something straight off the bat for you. Let's do it, man. Okay. This is earth-shattering, crazy science. Are you saying this is Fast and Furious 11? The world's going to end. Confirmed. I have the behind-the-scenes <laughs> of... Uh, oh, shit. Here we go again. Number 11 is back. No. <laughs> number 11. So, they've been scientists. Okay. Just disclaimer alert. I don't know 100% of the facts. I am not a scientist. Don't ask me to explain. I will definitely say something wrong. Do not slander me. For don't go in the comments and say and label Daniel as a pseudoscientist because yeah, yeah. he's not One even a scientist. These guys don't either. know fucking anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Did these guys even go to university and do a doctorate? Probably, like, like, what? Reverse engineering? These guys are stupid. All right. That's you. How come no one knows all the acute knowledge that I know specifically with my own my worldview? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Get me to write this down. They have taught... So, this is what these scientists did. They were able to grow brain cells or like human... Uh, like, they were able to put in a Petri dish living tissue yeah. and teach this living tissue how to play Pong on the video game. It was uh, cells from a brain or just... I think it was just living brain tissue. Yeah, okay. That was put inside a Petri dish and all the Petri dish did was um, make like electrical signals. Yeah. Like, it was like a bunch... Like inside the Petri dish was just a bunch of neurons that... that uh, was some sort of very low-level consciousness. So, you, it, was it taught on like a, a reward system? Like, I guess like just basic, like uh, you get zapped if you don't do the right thing and you get fed something that's nutritious to the cells. So, they were like, well, what level is this thing even working yeah. at? Because it's like, how do you give it a reward system? You're on the money. They did give it a reward system. Okay. But it's like, this thing is just like a bunch of cells. It mm. doesn't really have like a consciousness. It's not really alive. It, it is, but it's like... Lobotomized. It's, it's it's like a very basic computer. Like, what is it? It's it's like a bunch of cells in a petri dish. Yeah, yeah. And they taught the cells that the neurons by a reward system, which was whenever it hit the ball of the pong, the game, so it goes up and down, and the balls you know bouncing around, and then it, whenever it hit the ball, it flashed electrical signals on a certain amount. So like it, there was like a late eight electrical nodes. Mm. And whenever it hit the ball, it f- pulsed all the uh, all the nodes at once. So it'd be like beep, beep, beep. Gave it a little orgasm. It gave it like a, a little, little, yeah, a little stimulation. Just a little. Oh. It, it stimulated the neurons. Yeah. But when it missed it, it sent the signals off randomly because they thought, if this thing is consciousness, what is essentially consciousness? What is what is a brain? Mm. They they what they talked spoke about it was that. Sorry, what they said about it was that a brain is essentially an um, a stimulus understanding machine. So your brain yeah. develops because it's like, okay, you have eyeballs and the eyeballs translate this into visual perception, yeah. which then translate to this, which then do this. And so your ears interpret this. So it's like when you're a baby, everything's overstimulating because you don't know what anything is. Mm. But once you begin to learn what everything is and you start... Um, you know, understanding around the world and you, things that, that you expect are happening happen. Yep. For instance, you know, like when I touch something, I have the sensation of being felt. That learning the safe. patterns. Learning the patterns of yeah. life, you know, what things mean. And to a human brain, something that happens that's expected is considered good, is considered safe. So, what you're saying is, in this instance, consciousness could essentially be something that is... A w- getting it's 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 learning the patterns and self awareness of a machine that is controlling that has mm. the basic instincts for life in general. Yes. So, the machine, being the body, n- has access to all the senses. Yep. And, and the consciousness just is just figuring le- it out. learning the patterns and and knowing what's like what feels good, what feels bad f- to keep yeah. this machine al- working. That's exactly right. Oh wow, that's a weird way to look at it, dude. That so it, they it makes said- you feel almost um automated. Yeah, 
And so they sit and it's like, do we really have any choice in what we do? Yeah. Stuff like that. It's like, not really. We're human and we, we, we don't have much choice in that. Mm. But we are consciousness and whatever. So they said that because this thing wasn't a machine, it's not a bunch of silicon chips. It yeah. was a bunch of neurons that they had grown in a Petri dish, which connected to electrical plates. Like these are little electrical nodes. Yeah. But the, the whole system was essentially a very low level brain that they created. And yeah, so okay. what they said is that when the expected thing happened, which was flash the, flash the pulses all together two times or three times, when the good thing happened... But when the bad thing happened, make it random because then the brain and the neurons can't understand what's going to happen. It's mm. chaotic for mm. it. So they said, I think that will work. And within 15 iterations of playing Pong, it understood what it had to do. That's scary, dude. Versus That's scary. what they said, machine learning AI took over 5,000 times for it to learn. Interesting. So they said, this is scary because it's like, are we creating something right now that can understand pain? Is this machine actually going to be a machine, but technically have pain and have feelings and have... It's like, if we start applying this to the real world situations where it's like, we can build something that is essentially alive, but can play a video game, or we use this com thing as a computer, are That's, we creating yeah, consciousness dude, that Is that not pain? essentially a cyborg? If you were to strap that into a machine... That it's a cybernetic consciousness. Yeah, because like if you had like that little petri dish strapped into a full machine and you've evolved it to get to the point where it's like it knows to destroy humans and um. But save not even beyond tech. that. It's it's just understanding what's going on around it. Yeah. So it's like it is alive. Yeah. Because it's not even a part of the machine. It is alive. It's organically choosing right from wrong. Yeah. It's organically choosing right yeah. from wrong and figuring it out on its own completely. Yeah. Do you think if they left it for a couple of days and then tried the experiment again, it would have forgotten because it doesn't have enough computing power to rem remember that? Possibly. I think it's always trying to adapt yeah. to what's going yeah. on. So, yeah. they, I, there was not a huge amount I read on it. Like, yeah. um, I didn't go super crazy deep on it, but I came across this and thought, wow, we are creating consciousness from nothing. That's scary, dude. Where's that at now? Like, they would have just kept going with that thing. Who, who knows how far they took that experiment? This just happened. This was like, oh, just they happened. just wrote a paper about it. Wow, that's freaky man so we are already creating brains in petri dishes yeah. that can play video games because i remember and you like just think about that for a second we have created a, a little brain that can play a video game it's very frightening man very scary i How just feel like you should not evolve. be toying with that sort of stuff it, it, it'll go down a bad road like, real quick. Okay, well, we should treat this thing under the same laws and principles we treat all mammals, which mm. is like, you know, should be protected, shouldn't be enslaved, that type of thing. Right. But they said, but then, you know, is this thing really conscious? Like, because we don't treat ants and invertebrae with um, invertebra with... Um, any level of consciousness. Then imagine this was like an uh, this was like an alien's thought process when like it just came to us and they saw apes and they're like, boop, conscious now. Yeah. Actually, you know what? It's kind of inhumane. And is it's in in it's in the alien to do this. Let's go. Let's let's, let's 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 bugger off and um we'll leave them to it. They're, they're self aware now. They can have fun. Yeah. That's freaky, dude. I remember a few years ago, um, scientists had mapped every single um. I think elect electronic brainwave of uh, some, type, some type of worm or a centipede because mm -hmm. it has such a small brain. They managed to map out every like um, electronic pulse so they in fact could know what every muscle twitch thought 
like sensation that this this creature had and they're like this is just the beginning we in a few years time we'll be able to map out a whole human brain that's insane and you could just see the diagram and it was just like lines connected to the lines and then and then theorized. like they build ai to understand it because yeah. it's like that's too much data for a, a person yeah, yeah but like you know elon musk and the tesla shit they're already doing the the chips into people's brains mm. so they can control their phones yeah and they're showing like the they have AI to calculate the signal. Like you have some setup initial stuff where it's like, you know, watch something go right, watch something go left because everyone's brains are essentially different. Yeah. So it's like, watch something go right, watch something go r- left. And then you can essentially think the thing, go right, go left, and then the AI can copy it. I remember the eight trials, uh, super scary, wasn't it? Like it was getting, it had a joystick and it just had to maneuver this block through a maze. Yeah. And every time it did the right thing, it got a milkshake, little super milkshake. And for a lot, uh, they did it for a while with, it was all hooked up. And then there was still a point where they detached the controls from the joystick and it was doing it with the chip yeah, yeah. and it's still successfully doing it. And it's like, oh, this is working now. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, New- um, Neuralink. Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like we're getting a chimp to just control this thing with like us. Like it was a chimp was doing it already. Yeah. It'll be second nature. Dude, all you need is one influencer to be like, "Hey guys, so I got the new Neuralink today. It's amazing. The unboxing is amazing. Check it out. Super easy. Super easy to install. Ah! <laughs> and it's in. It's in. Now check this out. <laughs> I'm watching eight eight videos of porn at once. Yeah. I just watched TikTok and porn at the same time. Oh sweet Jesus, we're almost there. Yeah. Use my, use my code. I'll tell you what, you can all fucking do that all you want. I ain't touching the shit. I never put anything in my brain. Use my code BRAINWASH10 for 10% off. Yeah, BRAINWASH for 10% off. <laughs> That's fucking gold. Anyway, I thought that was super interesting. That is what very interesting, What do you think that's going to mean? Are we going to start making computers that are out of brain? Do you think they want to... They wanna, what, what do you think their, their direction is? See how far they can make it uh, um, work? Or see how see how they, they can quickly adapt it into the machine world for like a, a computer CPU. I'm Which thinking direction? like we're gonna be seeing in the next couple of years. It's like petri dish brain completes <laughs> Mario in oh, world record run. time speed run. Yeah, speed run has like optimized and found out like all this crazy shit about the game. Because if it doesn't have to worry about physical um, motor skills mm. and it's just all computing power and they just jank the speed up to like five times the speed of the game and it's just going you know just like speed run the game like that that's pretty freaky and then they have the speed runners go head to head against the petri dish yeah yeah that's the South like, Park I was, like trying to like optimize the, the finger yeah yeah things just like <laughs> it's just like just it's just all um just like finger twitches and he's just trying to best he again and these little petri dishes like full setup with the twitch stream live Everyone's cheering on the, the chat, just and it's just a picture just sitting there with just two nodes stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all the esports and shit. Yeah, just, and everyone <laughs> competing against it. Can you beat the brain? Yeah. Holy oh, crap, dude, we're we're there. It's happening. That's freaky. There's only a time before this thing becomes Pong World Champion. What's it? What's that um, Marvel villain dude? Modok is it Modok? Yeah, Modok. 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 It's, it's just it's just the big head, the brain. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh man. Um, Daniel, hit me. Uh, you were, ta- you were you're talking uh, to me 
today that uh, you've been doing some grounding lately and I wanted to talk to you about that because I, I saw an interesting video mm. and actually might have been a clip from the documentary that you said you had watched where yeah. a man um, did some light research on grounding and he wanted to just test it out. He's like, what do you have to lose? And this was in the, the late 90s and he essentially got um, uh, metal duct tape uh, yep. Stripped it yep. to his bed yep. and he ran a cable a wire from the bed down to the, out the window, down the lawn into a rod and stuck the rod in the ground, went to sleep on top of the conductive um, yep. strip. And he said in the morning he felt great and yep. he didn't have um, any aches or anything. like. And he said he had a great night's sleep and then he wanted to take it further. And he went, uh, I think he, he tried to like find any funding to get um, this project even studied and he went to a university ucla and Mm -hmm. uh i think a professor or whatever goes okay look i'll entertain you i won't go on the side of i'm going to debunk your theory i'm going to let's set this up and do it for real yeah and they got um 60 people to test this um while sleeping grounded and outstanding results just um far better sleep that they've ever had um super like reduced inflammation uh reduced pms symptoms um people's like tmj were going away yep Really interesting stuff. Yeah, so this is the documentary that okay, I watched. Okay, cool. And I want to watch free, a documentary. It's free on YouTube. It's called The Earthing uh, Documentary. I'm going to check this out. Totally free to watch on YouTube. What I was upset about in the documentary, unfortunately, was that I feel like they didn't go hugely into the data. It's the first one. It's an hour long, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I watched it maybe three days ago. Okay. Four days ago. Okay. I want to definitely check that out. Um. So, what they didn't go and I, I'm going to do a lot more research on my own, is that that was very limited what they had on the, about the guy talking, you know, how he did the earthing outside and the mm. inflammation reduction, which they all found was amazing. Yeah. Um, they didn't go heavily into that, which sucked. And then they didn't, so the the story went like, one of the, one of his initials, initial things that kind of sparked this idea of grounding for him was that, he went, um, he grew up on the land years ago and there was like a big Indian culture, like an Indian American culture yeah. um, where he was um, and he went to like an Indian tribal, I think he was quite close with them, an Indian tribal meeting or something like that and he talked about this one instance where they he went into the the Indians. Um, I think it's just indigenous now. It's uh, uh, Oh, yeah, sorry. It's yeah. just in- indigenous Americans or... Oh, okay. Is yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Indigenous... Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, just like the there, he went yeah. to the, one of their teepees, little huts, yeah. and there was some sort of ceremony going on. And one of the sh- uh, the elderly women said to him, "Take your shoes off; they're gonna make you sick." Mm. And he goes, "Huh? That was a weird thing to say." Yeah. Okay, take my shoes off. And there was some sort of healing ritual going on for this young girl who was very sick. And they were like, "We're not gonna. She's not gonna make it any couple of days. She's not gonna be be able to survive." So. It, they dug out a hole in the ground and put her in it up to her neck and buried her and covered her in it. And she had to stay like that for several days. Jeez. Where she um, was just buried in the dirt. And it was apparently to like overdose with the, with the earthing and the ground. All the minerals and stuff. All the, all the, like to pull out all your, your negative like charge from well, your look, body. It, like, it makes sense if and we evolved on this planet... And We're connected all, to it. all animals have a sense of the magnetic fields of the earth and stuff. Like, why wouldn't we be in tune with that as well? It only makes sense. And it could even explain why there's 
so much more chronic disease on the rise, yeah. the more and more we disconnected we are from nature. Totally. So, he had a sense that there was some sort of connection between the earth mm. and people's ability to like function and heal. And he was also, he worked as an electrical, um, he worked on electrical lines and set up a lot of cable, uh, cable television in America. Mm. And he would always work on the grounding. Mm. The um, You got to ground the signal, otherwise it's all noisy and all shit and whatever. And so, grounded into the, um, into the ground or whatever. Yeah. So, he then, I think, had some sort of near-death experience or he went into a coma or um, he had some sort of heart transplant or I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had some sort of medical issue and he woke from that and was like, i got to figure out what's going on in my life. Like, why did I get sick? Why did I do that? Because yeah. it came out of nowhere. And he then had, I think, the epiphany of that maybe people have to be grounded on the earth like, like a signal. Because our body is like full of electricity. Mm. We, we are essentially electricity. Yeah. We're just a bunch of electricity that functions. It's all just firing off. Yeah, It's all just firing off everywhere. We're and just, we're wearing r- rubber sole shoes. Yeah, and it's just bouncing about back. That. Yeah. So, we're all insulated all the time. When yeah. in reality, you know, they showed like on a microscopic level someone's blood. Mm. Um, I think it was their blood or their cells in their body. And when you're insulated and not grounded, you... You, it's like not moving and then they would have someone be grounded and the flow in wow. your body cells was ridiculous that's cool it was can, just like moving so much more and they were talking about it's like plugged that. in yeah it's like you're being plugged in and, and you just yeah and he showed the difference between like you could be grounded and touch someone and they're grounded yeah that was the difference for them dude that reminds me of this McDonald's toy Sorry to just do a sidestep yeah, yeah. there, but there was um when Lilo and Stitch movie came out, they had a bunch of um, McDonald's toys come out, and they had the, the toy where if you touched um both of this guy, I can't remember the character's hands, the 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 big fat alien, mm. um if you touched both of his hands, he would light up, and you could essentially touch one hand and get your friend to to hold the other hand, and then you touch your friend's hand. Oh, and it would connect and the it would, circle. It'd make the, it'd make the complete circuit. Yeah. And I'd, be, I'd like link up like three people and be like, check this out. And you just all hold, hold each other's hands. As long as two different people are holding his hands, it would light up. And I'm like, that's so cool, man. Like, it's it doesn't have to be the one person. No. We're all like just conducting the same charge yeah. into this toy. It's pretty cool. Really cool. So, they thought that, he thought specifically that it's some sort of, um, that was some sort of link, but they really didn't go into the science of it in the doco, which I was pissed about. Mm. And they never asked any indigenous people about what was going on. That's so annoying. I wish they went to like the indigenous classic, people and uh, say, classic, I'm going to steal all your good shit. They just, just really movie. interviewed a bunch of people who said it was awesome and why they think it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a huge amount of science behind it, but there was a, a scientific research for her because the woman who did the documentary, she was doing a previous documentary and she got ill because there was some oil BP, I don't know if it's BP, but some sort of oil spill. They were researching it, and it was so toxic. The what oil BP? Spill. That, that huge one in the sea. Uh, I the don't know if it's that like one. I think it was a small. Nah, it was. For, it was yeah. Yeah, for ages. It was a small. It was a small, um, smaller spill, and it wasn't getting a much much coverage. And it mm. was in a, a town, and I think it was affecting her town. Right. And she wanted to get the word out. And so, she was around this spill and like apparently she got like mad toxicity just being around the area. So, she was getting rashes and then all of a sudden she had a bunch of miscarriages because she couldn't have a kid Mm. because all this toxicity was affecting her. Yeah. And so, she had mad rashes and like all these crazy symptoms of coughing and like 
going on and hormones were all over the place. Then she eventually was able to have a child, but the child was in, ho- in and out of hospital constantly for two years. Then they, she came across this, um, this study called um, Premature Children Earthing Technique Vagal Tone. Vagal tone is your... Um, I don't want to get it wrong here, so I will look it up. Yeah, I believe right. it's your... I never even heard of that. Vagal tone is your ability to... Your body to regulate its um, nervous system, I think. I will just quickly look this up. So, you know the vagus nerve in your body? Yes. So, the vagus nerve like regulates your nervous system mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, the vagal tone is a measure of cardiovascular function that facilitates adaptive responses to environmental challenge. So what they did was they hooked up um, a couple hundred uh, premature babies because unfortunately premature babies, they don't get touched, which is a yeah. big thing with kids, like being touched. Like it's very, skin very skin important. contact is, yeah, very important. Huge. It's grounding. Between mother, between, and, mother and child, yeah. the grounding between the mother and um, baby. Mm. So... They connected a little wire to the baby on the arm and then earthed that wire. And earthing can be even in a PowerPoint because that PowerPoint is earthed somewhere mm. in the ground. Mm. So people can buy these earthing sheets and you can sleep on them or you can buy an earthing wire and connect it to a PowerPoint and that will ground you to the outside. I'd be too scared to do it to a PowerPoint. I'd probably have to thread it outside the window and just chuck it in the ground. That's the best way. Yeah. That's the best way, but they say you can plug it into a PowerPoint and you will be sent, getting rid of all your discharge mm. of, of electricity. So they connected this to the babies and they said the baby's recovery and the baby's survival rates and all that stuff for the preemies went up 67% just wow. being earthed. Wow. So huge. And then she said, okay, hold on. My child is super sick. Maybe I can do something with this. And then they started practicing earthing with the child and all her problems went away is what she claimed. Interesting. And then she did the earthing herself and she's like, all my rashes mm. gone, all my toxicity levels are back to normal. And she lost like 30 kilos. Do you think um, standing on grass is enough or you need to kind of be in no, the no, dirt no. a little bit more? No, like no, you need no, to no. kind of get sunk in the Grass bit. is enough. Yeah. As long as you're touching it in any degree. Yeah. Grass is plenty. Do you think um, the effectiveness is kind of like how light pollution is? So, like, if you're in a dense suburb and there's a lot of shit going on underground, plumbing wires nah, and cables, because it just plummets straight to the earth. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't need to, You don't think you would probably benefit uh, a stronger connection being in a little bit more wilderness area as opposed to heavy suburban area. I don't think it mattered too much from what they could see. It was because this guy I can was imagine the magnetic strength is um, less dispersed. There's a lot of le- less electricity flying around and I shit d- going but around. But the Earth's magnetic force is barely influenced by people. Yeah, yeah. I would say, uh, the, from what they said, they said go outside. It doesn't matter any degree as long as you're barefoot. But they said the best thing to do is like get as many points of contact on the ground as possible. For instance, lie down in a park with shorts on. And like spread your body out. Okay. Or like at the beach, cover yourself in sand. That's because really uh, yeah, I remember seeing like uh, reading like you know people being like, "Why do you feel so good after going to the beach?" It's yeah. because you're just so grounded the you're whole so time. Grounded, you're, you're, yeah. you're connected with nature. You're yeah. touching the ocean. The ocean's grounded. The water, you know, it sucks it all out of you. That's really cool. Um, Some guy did a quick test, and he was showing just being around electronics that aren't even touching you and aren't even plugged in. Man, he was getting like. A couple of volts electricity just being next to a lamp. Interesting. 
And then he'd touch a grounding pad, like he bought one and plugged it into a wall, and the shit went down to zero the second he touched it. Mm. So he's like, I'm sleeping on this. I want to give it a go. I want to too. I want to do the sleeping one and see. You can just get any um, thing and plug it into a wall and it will help. Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, but it's and a lot of them are made actually here. And you've started doing... Just the walking. This this week you've started doing that stuff? They say try and get two hours of grounding a day. Yeah, okay. That's why I'm barefoot all the time now. I was just trying to find this um, little article or something that I remember seeing a video about. People do this thing called sun gazing. I don't know if you've heard about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a t- method of meditation that attempts to harness the healing power of the sun. And people say, essentially, what you do is you're looking directly at the sun. But what you're meant to do is during the sunset, when the sun is, um, I guess, at its weakest point, you stare at it with barefoot on the grass with your eyes closed and you let your and you let the, uh, the eyelids kind of adjust the sun to your eyes and then when you slowly open your eyes you'll be able to directly look at the sun without it you know fucking destroying your eyes and apparently people do this and like they stay grounded and they get the healing power of the sun and the grounding as well like double timing it because the sun I can imagine the sun is also super beneficial for us as well yeah they've, they've talked about regulating your circadian rhythms yes and- how much light is in your eyes. Vitamin D is huge. It's coming through your eyes, mostly for the circadian rhythms. Right. Uh, That's why they said don't, like the blue light filter at night is extremely important. It ruins it. There was a big study done hugely, which showed women's hormones levels adjusted massively with just the blue light filter and nothing else on Mm. their phone. Massive difference. It could be something just as simple as that. That's the reason why fertility is so down in the Western world. Could be something very similar. You know? Everyone's um, not stuck to their phones in um, other countries. I think that's a bit extreme, what you're talking about. That is pretty crazy. I mean, I'd, I'd like to look into it as well, just see um, what people are actually doing it for, what, what, what they have felt. Um, but look, it, they're more labeling it as a meditation rather than anything else. Yeah, okay. Well, what I want to say, though, is from every person, doctor, whatever I've ever spoken to, guru, just... Even getting light in your eyes in any degree. So if you walk around, try not to wear the sunglasses all the time because even the reflection of the light off like anything, as long as it's UV, is, is good for your eyes. Yeah. Some some amount. Not all the time, not too much. But they said try and get a decent amount of light in your eyes every day, especially from first thing in the morning. Yeah. Very important. Circadian rhythms is like one of the biggest factors of like getting you healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I, if you do want a good dose of vitamin D, I did read up because I'm, I'm vitamin D deficient myself. Okay. Um, I was trying to find out like what's the best ways I can just like really juice up the vitamin D uh, input instead of just taking tablets. And um, if you do expose parts of your body um, that don't constantly get a lot of sunlight, they're more prone to absorb vitamin D quicker. So if you were to just like expose your back or your stomach to, mm. to the sun, direct sun. Also, I also read up that... Um, Getting direct sunlight through a window does not... You don't get all the benefits of the of the waves because I think glass is actually designed to bounce off some UV rays. Yeah, okay. A lot of Makes them sense. are treated that way. So, you won't get a tan sitting in front of glass. So, you got to kind of straight up like just put your back, bare back to the sun. Um, I know a little bit are, is good every People day. doing those asshole tans. Uh, what, do they, what do they call it? Um, ah, there's a name for it. There's just straight up just pointing your asshole directly at the sun. And um, it's been to just give you big benefits. It was a craze in LA for a long time. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Is it um, anus bleaching? No, it's not anus bleaching. Let me, let me do a quick... Let me write, write this down real quick. One sec. Mm. 
asshole pointed at sky meditation. Oh, yeah. Perennium sunning. Perennium sunning. I think it was like massively debunked, but it got a whole bunch of people like straight up just like, imagine just mooning the sun. People like were into it. Okay, dude. so I got a confession to make. You give it a go. When I was had the t- surgery on my tailbone. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was recommended to put my butt in the because it was real low. On but my I've tailbone. heard direct sunlight on, on wounds a, help them. Yeah, heal. that's why I was that told. Makes sense. So in yeah. my first house, I poked my ass hole like literally door on my balcony, pointed up into the sky while yeah. it hit my butt. Ten minutes a day at least. You're going to help? I, I felt like it helped a lot. The UV. Here's another thing. I swear this is what happened. I had mad warts on my feet. <clears throat> After one day of... I did a decent amount of baking in the sun and I had my feet... Like I was lying on my front so my feet are like flat. So the soles of my feet were pointed to the sun. Mm. I did that for a couple of hours. Man, a couple of days later, I noticed or like a week later that the, the warts on my feet were almost gone. Interesting. And I swear that was either got to do with my gut health or it was the 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 sun like like fucking nailing the That's cool. the, uh, the infection yeah. in my foot. Man. Sun has so many benefits. We just gotta man. get back to basics. We, man. Yeah, we gotta get back to the basics. We've just back to too basics. long disconnected from what we naturally are as people. That's it. We just we're, we're gonna have I think more we're born and, and raised in that. this modern world. You just you really, really do forget that we're just fucking animals. Yeah. And we've just built a life of comfort around us. Like you gotta get back to nature. Totally. That's when you as a human being will feel the most at home. Yeah. That's why when you go into nature you feel so refreshed. Yeah, you just you feel back. fucking amazing, dude. You come back or beach day and you're like, Wow, I feel rejuvenated. Even just like uh Imagine that, but all the time. Visiting my buddy who lives like just like um about an hour down south of Sydney. You already just feel relaxed because there's just less shit around you. Like, yeah, it's just it's just nice, dude. You see a lot of greenery. And you're just like, ah, oh, man, it's nice here. That's why I think about the wall thing, the the, the line that they're building yeah. in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, people are gonna be going crazy. Man, it's funny you bring that up. I actually wrote down something that I want to talk to you about. This is actually just emerging at the moment. But um, uh, speaking of the the construction in like Abu Dhabi and stuff like that, um, in Qatar for the World Cup coming up. Um, apparently there's been some whistleblowers uh, of the the stadium workers that have been um, working on this construction of like the infrastructure and stadiums from when it was announced in 2010 that they were going to be hosting the World, Olymp- uh, the World, the World Cup. Uh, dude, this is crazy. Staggering, 6,500 migrant workers have died during the construction of the several sta- um, stadiums Holy um, from crap. 2010 to 2020. And it's been covered up massively by Qatar, and it's only just starting to emerge now. And they, someone six thousand six thousand five hundred, and these are all uh, Bangladesh, Nepal, Indian, Pakistani workers. Um, essentially, like I was saying in our the other episode, they you know go to Loan Shark, hook them up with a job in Abu Dhabi or something like that. They then work to send money back home. And they're essentially stuck there and they're living in poverty with really crazy conditions and it's terrible work. So these guys are like 40 degree heat, 14 hours a day, straight up just dying. And it's like slave labor. It's it's like modern day slavery. And they're given um, rotten food and stuff. Like these people are having like dysentery, barely any water and they're just dropping off and the death reports have just been like cardiovascular failure, um, you know... um, 
just 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 generic deaths just like just trying to cover up respiratory f illness and um this has been happening since 2010 and someone did like the stats from like all the world um construction events like the olympics and stuff like that it's like beijing olympics two died during the construction south africa um i think olympics or something like 14 in total one of the winter olympics i think it was like around 15 and then it just shows qatar world cup and it's like it the, the 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 you know it's like comparing a million to a billion it was just like mm. a such a big amount and you're like what the fuck's going on here man um it just shows you man like i think it's just like it's all for show and when you really pull back what's happening in that country it's just really messed so up so is this the world cup for them has already happened right it's about to kick off oh it's about to kick off no so pun this is just like the <laughs> this is the uh the build up until that point. Yeah, because they had like um, all the Olympics. You know, they got to build the infrastructure to get everyone yeah, yeah. there. Because obviously, gonna, everyone around the world is going to be visiting um, several stadiums. You know, it's it's meant to be like this is this World Cup for Qatar because they got the money. It's going to be like state of the art design stadiums and stuff like that. It's going to be a huge thing. But like everything, but they're in, just getting the shit. They got the money, workers. They got the money, but they want the shittest, like the cheapest labor. Um, so it's like essentially slavery. Whoa! And the living conditions, dude. These guys are like living in hallways. Does anyone just dirty come shit. out and reported like we're gonna wreck you on this, or well, we're gonna hold you accountable? We don't. I don't know what's uh, like. This is only just emerging. What now. if they're just like, nah, we're not gonna do it anymore? It's hard because it's a different country, and it's just like, well, what you're doing in your own country is the thing. Uh, also, videos have been emerging. Um, I think they've been paying a lot of the uh, South Southeast Asian wo um, workers and stuff to be fans at airports and stuff of like Brazilian fans, Argentina World Cup fans and they all kitted out in the full um, jerseys celebrating in the airports and stuff. Some people are saying they do this all the time because they test security for like um, fans but it's so weird because it's just like a whole bunch of like Indians in like Argentina jerseys just like cheering and stuff. It's like, what's going on here, dude? Um, hilarious. How bizarre. But isn't that intense, man? 6,500 people. That's such a stupidly large amount of deaths for the construction of a World Cup. It just, it blows my mind, man. So, clearly, um, something terrible is happening and uh, they just don't want to... Definitely wanna... some dodgy shit Massive going dodgy on. Stuff. So, yeah, I think, you know, uh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Abu Dhabi and all that, it, it, it looks lavish and amazing, but it's great for those, like, shahs, whatever, the 1% that are, mm, like, that mm. own everything. They own their house is like, a whole suburb. Yeah, they just you know, own, literally. like, yeah. Like, they, they, they've got, like, suburbs with, like... 10,000 rooms. Yeah. It's like, dude, you'll never... Just gold toilets and shit. Yeah. And uh, then the rest of the percentage is Chromed just like... up Lambos. Yeah, and... yeah. Just the most ridiculous things. Like, issue number one of Superman comics worth a billion dollars. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I just got that. I give it to my son. Um, I read it on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I rip it up and then I use it as toilet paper. Uh, These guys that just have way too much money. Stupid money. And, but then, yeah, everyone else, um, the majority in those countries are living in extreme poverty. Mm. Pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're crazy. It's like China. There's only super rich and super poor. Yeah. There's real no middle ground. Yeah. It feels like they're getting rid of the middle class here as well. Yeah, that's a thing. That's really, yeah. it is. It's, it's really just tipping. splitting, splitting that. Um, it's tipping to like, Everyone's getting way poorer who are already poor and the super rich are just getting crazy like rich. exponentially rich. Like it's just year on year just compounding. It has to break at some point. Yeah, I don't know. But there's going to be an uproar. There will. There'll be a revolt. Uh, dude, you wanted, you wanted me to remind you of Super Mario. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Well, also, thank you for bringing that up. That was 
that's insane. I hope that yeah. I can't imagine how painful the life of these workers mm. are. Like, I know. Working to death. I think I read it was like 8,000 for three months of work. 8,000 bucks and 14 hour days, 40 degree heat. You can imagine. Dude, it would waking be like, up and they were just having diarrhea. And imagine just being like watching people dropping dead around you. Yeah, be like, just like, I'm next. I think they actually. Uh, I, I I can't remember the stats for um, accurately, so please do your own research. But I think they um, estimated it was 14 people um, per country dying each week. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a stupid amount. I couldn't imagine how scary that'd be. Terrible, man. Um, and like. People, um, like husbands will be just ringing up their wives being like, okay, I'll call you after my shift. They don't get a call back. Then the wife's like, you know, trying to call the embassy. Like, what's going on? What's, what's, what's happening to my husband? Oh, he just, he just died. He uh, had cardiovascular issues. And they'll be like, he was 27 years old. Yeah, he was healthy. And what happened? Oh, you Terrible, know, he just, he's, he's too old. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. Keep an eye out. I think, it's, mm. I, think I mean, look, you hope the world's going to do the right thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, too much money involved with the World Cup. They're not going to cancel it. Uh, when there's money involved, human human rights go out the door. Um, but uh, I hope this uh, blows up, my man. I hope that or everyone's held accountable, but I feel like they won't be. They just get fired and then go into the private sector or go somewhere else and then get another sweet job and everyone just forgets. Yeah. A country uh, like that, so they'll, just like, they'll, they'll get away with it. Yeah, they're 100% country like that. Um, so, this Mario thing I wanted to bring up to you yeah. was that I saw this video, this guy, I will find his name for you. Because um, someone want to look him up. Bear with me one second. While Daniel's looking that up, um, to those listeners out there, he's um, lending me Super Mario Odyssey and uh, Odyssey of Galaxy. Odyssey. Odyssey. And I've been playing that a lot. That is a very, very fun game. I highly recommend any Mario fans out there. Give it a go. Okay. This guy's name is... Kazi Emana, K A Z E E M A N U A R. On YouTube. This guy has re- went into Mario 64 and rewritten the entire code from scratch and optimized it so much that he got more than twice the performance of the game, optimizing all the inefficiencies in the code. Interesting. He got more than twice the performance himself. All in C plus, he would show the difference and be like, "This is how I optimized this. Yeah. This is how I made like instead of like, you know, writing code for every single coin, he'd be like, I'm gonna just identify all the coins in the thing as this one thing and then reference that later.' Like, don't ask me to explain this code. An efficient way of coding. Just all the inefficiencies, and the reason he did it is because he wanted his mod of Mario N64 to run really good. Makes so sense. He rewrote the whole fucking Cull game. Call the 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 fattiness of the build, so you could have more mem- memory to store and your. And he played the actual mod he created on the N sixty four and ran perfect. Amazing. And he rewrote it, so he knows every fucking ounce of code. But that would have taken a whole team of guys back then. For yeah. Ever. And he did it himself and optimized. Man, that's crazy. You bring that up because we were actually just I'll talking before the it. episode started. Um, because I, I, I had watched a what, what 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 game was it that I had watched? Oh yeah, it was. I was I was looking at how happening? Prince of Persia was built back in um I think it was 1989, mm-hmm. and uh, I was telling Daniel like. If me and him really stuck to it, we could probably create a game at that level in probably four, four to five months if we just stuck at it. Like, it would be that easy, I reckon, especially with all the tech that we have now. This is his mod, and he shows how he's like 
this is the the game running and he's talking about you know when you when you optimize the code at like such a small level every millisecond counts and if you're saving two milliseconds there two milliseconds there two milliseconds here constantly look at his mod man he's built this from scratch this and he's is playing incredible. it on so, an n64 himself for those of you that are familiar with super mario 64 which should be all of you i'm watching um some gameplay right now and I, you should definitely check this video it's insane he, i'm seeing levels the game these levels are crazy faster, dude. and it runs 60 fps and he they never so in the game they couldn't run multiplayer because the frame rate would have been too low to run two people at the same time and right. get the the 30 fps that they needed he's able to get more than 30 fps with two people and make a multiplayer mod himself and wow. write it into the original game and run it on an n64 that's crazy this is how dude. crazy this guy is i'm looking at this um i'm just wowed about this uh level design dude like uh, it's it's weird to see super mario 64 with like it's like almost like hidden levels like yeah. you never saw before it's really so really cool he explains how the processor and cpu work how they run against each other and then how you can optimize the game from there. It's so technical, but I watched the entire thing mm -hmm. and he's like built his own source code so he can see the CPU, the GPU in real time using the game's font and everything and it's running. He's got an FPS counter in the real game. That's cool. He's built it all himself so he can just like look at what's going on. This is how well he understands the game. Can you um, skim to a little bit of gameplay over there? Yeah, I'll try and find some. This is cool, man. This is really, really cool. And so creative. So look also. how he converts all this code there and that's his optimized code. To not so that's only, how um, the inefficient it was and he's just made it that. To not only do this, but then also have the design to create mods. Mm -hmm. That's a smart mind. Oh, so he's able to scrub... No, no, that's him able to scrub all these instances of things being reiterated too many times. Right. So he's like, if there's a coin, you only need to reference it once, but the team would reference it because... Again, you 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 got multiple people coding it, and so if you yeah. have multiple people, they're like, I don't really know what he did with that code, so I'm just going to write a separate code that might. They'd be do like they'd have been in charge of a level each. Yeah, something yeah. like that, and be like, I don't really know what he did here, or this guy just did the coins, or this guy did that, so I'm need to reference it again. But when you're writing it all yourself, he talks about how you can optimize it and how much inefficiency there was in the original game. But you know, you could also put chalk that down to just. Um, that was the industry standard at the time, and it was you, a new it was a new language. They said C plus was a pretty new language at the time, yeah. but this guy like just to like understand an entire game from scratch yourself is a big feat. But look how smooth the game is too. <coughs> He's written like the you know the Super Mario where you get the cloud power in Super Mario Galaxy where you can create clouds. Where you like you flick the controller and it spins a cloud out behind you. You get the cloud cap. I um. You remember I, that? I could not play Galaxy too much. It was it was. Uh, you didn't like it. I didn't really like all right, it. At finish all finished that game. Um, but the, even the camera movements is really smooth because that's one thing um, I found frustrating going back to sixty four. How jagged the camera was just to yeah. you know look around. Yeah, you can tell it's running heaps smooth now. Really smooth. Yeah, he's getting his cloud cap. Sorry. You see. <coughs> Bless you. See, he's coded in his own, his own powers. Watch, he's gonna use it. Dude, how crazy is the jumps and everything? Mm. That's insane. He's good at it. Well, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, yeah, so, for for those listeners out there, I definitely uh, recommend checking this out if you're okay, a fan. He's put new textures in as well. He put high quality textures on the entire game and still able to run high frame rate. Very, very cool. 
So just he's like, yeah, a lot can be done when you when you're looking at inefficiencies. Can you imagine the inefficiencies now with how much code is being written in games? Yeah, how big they are. Oh my god, that's crazy, man. You should watch. There's this really cool thing about how they optimized and how they got how optimized and how intense games needed to be on the SNES, mm. and like because they only had like 16 kilobytes of memory that they could use to like store everything so they said how are we going to get the shapes to be like huge characters and then also the main character and they showed like you know how how efficient they had to be with the cells even the graphics and yeah like we've only got this many cells for graphics we have to use the whole game on this that's so crazy very man. smart i, I, I even remember when i was studying um animation and 3d effects and stuff like that i um I, I w- went in the direction of going into gaming at the beginning, but then I changed my mind. and went to screen media, but um, because I did gaming in the first year, I was trained when modeling to just really like whatever you did, bring the polygon count as low as possible because, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, it all adds up at the end of the day. So I was doing builds that were like, you know, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, just wedgehead yeah, yeah, yeah. just to get the the animation moving quickly but then after that I was just like nah dude I want to double down on this shit I want nice smooth rounded (laughs) models and shit like that so nice yeah well now it's like because of that because you can have like unlimited amounts of shit in games it leads to a lot of laggy games Mm. like I remember when um and they don't um, test anything anyway now anyway it's all about us using being the beta testers yeah it's all bugs oh just here's a new patch here's a new patch yeah I, it's yeah the quality of the quality of games is great but at the same time you're not getting good products anymore I think Nintendo's still DLC. dropping good products Zelda my god that that, like, that is one of the best games I've played in a very very long time that game I'm Mario so excited Mario awesome I don't think it needed any patches no it, no, no, it definitely doesn't I mean even though it is uh, telling me to try and update every time I play it oh is but it but I think it's just um, trying to add in new like outfits and stuff that's oh, all okay. it is that's cool you yeah. should do it uh, I'm still getting through the game, so like one outfit per place is enough for me. I don't need okay, any extra. You get a lot later on. Oh, really? Wait till you get to the end. You're going to be like, ah, oh, this is the best. You'll see why. <laughs> I'm the, doing the why. best at this. You'll see why. This is a multiplayer. And when That's you said cool. polygons, he also reshaped all the polygons for like Bowser and stuff and, and optimized it. So he's talking about the how he was able to like smooth it all out and make better textures. And You know how Mario now is like, he's reached... He's reached his peak visual form now. Like, there's a caricature look for Mario that's been like that for probably almost a decade. Do mm-hmm. you think that will evolve again with new technology? Or the Mario that we have now, the look of him, I like the one that's going to be in the movie, that's it. Same with, like, Sonic. Like, he's evolved to a point now. I can't see him changing anymore. Well, they tried to change his look and they all shat on him and went, bring him back, make him look like the old Sonic. I think Why what they is were his doing, eyes so fucked up? I think what they did though was... I don't think they tried. like I, a real I, hedgehog. I don't, think, I don't think they tried to change the, his look. I think they tried to make him look realistic. Yeah, but that was stupid. So it's terrible, yeah, terrible was, decision. As soon as you stray from the look, it was like, bring it back to the OG. Fucking fix this. So much backlash that they did. But do you reckon... Um, do you reckon the... With new technology, we'll see a new design for these classic characters, because they've got they've changed every iteration up until this point. But this is probably the longest they've stayed the same, like with that classic look. Um, it's just Mario. Mario and Sonic, I feel like they have looked the same for like almost a decade. Before that, almost every game they changed the look of them. You know, it just kept evolving from like two D to three D. And different illustrators on board, different animators, 
and they changed the shapes, but like Mario has looked consistent through a few games now and animations for a long time, and Sonic as well. I'm like those are iconic characters; you can't fuck with them anymore. But that's also the result of technology. So, do you think we're going to get another leap in technology for games that they're going to have to adapt and change the character design? No. But think about asking this question 15 years ago. You wouldn't be able to comprehend what they were going to have. dude, like. like Mickey Mouse and, and Looney Tunes, they haven't changed at all in like 80 years. They have. Well, they've gone from 2D to 3D. And then the the blend from like low polygon 3D to nice smooth animation 3D is like now, now it's, like it's capped. The look is the look now. Yeah, okay. But they would have, like in Disneyland, if you would have gone there throughout the decades, Mickey Mouse would have looked different every time you yeah, went there. Yeah, maybe. But, but now he would just look the same. Like, that is iconic l- now. Let's see in 50 years, I'd say. I'd, I'd be keen to know what these iconic characters will look like. I'm sure they'll get redesigned. <clears throat> Hard to know. You'd have to wait a long, long time to see. Hmm. Ask me again in 50 years on the podcast. I will, dude. You know what? And by that time, Fast and Furious 94 might be out. Yeah, okay. Fast and Furious 100, baby. Damn. This this podcast went for a long time. <laughs> I like Let's that. hope. I think we've got time for one more thing. I got uh, I got something for you. Go. I um found this uh, phenomenon mm-hmm. called Rain of Animals. Okay. And it's a rare meteorological phenomenon in which flightless animals fall from the sky. Such occurrences have been reported in many countries throughout history. One hypothesis is that tornadic water spouts sometimes pick up creatures such as fish and frogs and carry them up for up to several miles. However, this aspect of the phenomenon has never been witnessed by scientists. And there's even documented events as far as 1680 of when it rained snakes one time. Oh, damn. And there's a time in Singapore, I think in the 1800s, where fish just rained down from the sky. Yeah, I've heard about the fish thing. I've heard that they were able to prove that with something that the eggs were so light that they were able to be carried up by the... Really? Yeah, the eggs were so light and they hatched in the sky uh, because they were like sitting on the clouds or something. But they would have to like evolve and grow into a fish before they landed. So they hatched like as a tiny little baby. And so, you know, the fish that fell from the sky weren't like this. I'm picturing a full-grown fish. No, the fish were like this. Yeah, okay. They were babies, baby fish. Okay, okay. And so they said those were raining from the sky because apparently they hatched in the sky and fell. Because I've heard of this story. When a fish has eggs, it's like hundreds. It's like like thousands. Yeah. Um, But yeah, apparently there's been frogs, fish, snakes. Imagine that, just uh, snakes just flying from the sky. How freaky is that? I wonder if we're going to see that again. Oh, man. That Reminds me cool. of um, the Watchmen series. Did you, did you ever watch that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, wait. The series? The series, yeah. No, I just watched the movie. Highly recommend the series, dude. How it's old incredible. is it? Came in uh, in 2019. And if you were to watch it, dude, the things that they touch upon started occurring within the, the, the couple of years after... So it would have been filmed in 2017, 2018, released 2019, and the the things that they the things that they're talking about in that series didn't even happen until like 2021, 22, or even 2020. So it was so ahead of like not so ahead of its time, but it, even just the way um they the the story went for a modern story, it was ahead of its time. It was very very well cool. done. Cool. I'll it's, have to it's, watch it. When I watched it, I was like, this is one of the 
this is one of the best TV shows I've seen in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't seen good TV like that in a long mm-hmm. time. In terms of series, um, it's been a long time since I've seen a quality Damn. show okay, like that. Damn, okay, I gotta look at For in a modern it. show. Okay, I'll look into it. Yeah. I highly recommend uh, watching the movie first and then, what, what, then watching it. I've seen the movie. Yeah. That's a little refresher. I know the movie very well. I've okay. seen it so many times. Perfect. I loved it. So good, dude. I love that movie. Um, I know a lot of people aren't fans of Zack Snyder's work, but um, I love him. I love his stuff. I like that Very movie. cinematic. And uh, I know a lot of people also didn't like the movie because they said, well, the best parts are only the parts from the comics. And I think that's true, but I still think the movie is really good. I think it was great. They said the best parts were the parts in the comic. Yeah, the, the, the parts... That were direct, like the best shots in the film. Oh yeah, or, but that's his style anyway. He literally like would take the comic panel and make it real. Yeah, expand it. Yeah, I like that. That's what he's. That's, he did that I with three hundred as well. Like that's his thing. I, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, for sure. I um, loved all. I wish there was just more. Yeah, dude, it it's so it's good. so sick. Well, uh, this series, give it a go. It's very satisfying. Yeah, it's very well done, and um, I feel like that's gonna stand the test of time for a little while. All right, this down. Write this down. Is that it for the for the day for the segment? Uh, let me check again. Write this down. You're gonna snap the table, boy. I think we're done. We think we're done. All right. I mean, then look at this then. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. And with that note, everyone, thank you for watching and listening to another episode of Double Dose. We'll catch you next week with a fresh new episode. Thank you, guys. Bye. See ya.